Hello everybody, welcome to another edition of the Value Line Observer with the Value Guys. I'm Val Hughes. That would make me Vern Value. And we are 25-year Wall Street veterans that have gone underground and taken on secret identities in order to provide you our candid recommendations on a handful of stocks from each week's Value Line Investment Survey. You've seen us quoted in the press, you've seen our faces on TV, but our bosses would never allow these unfiltered and free, by the way, opinions on the air. So we've electronically altered our voices so they'll never know. A few caveats, ladies and gentlemen. This show is for entertainment purposes only. It may seem at times like we're Wall Street professionals, and we are, but I also have to tell you that we may absolutely know nothing and may be making all this up at all times. But at least it's entertaining. Uh, you know, to us, I'm if anyone. Yeah, we're entertained. And our families, thank I'm goodness. Every single week. Um, hugely entertained. And also, we're drinking, so we have to tell you that. It's Friday Which is a afternoon. Plus for the it's good for us, factor. anyway. Um, and then uh, check our website. There's a lot of caveats and, uh, you know, stuff about us there. www.thevalueguys.com. Uh, this week, we're looking at the March 14th, 2008 edition of the Value Line Investment Survey. It's been kind of a bumpy a week out there for value guys. Uh, the recession is, I guess, coming Ouch. now. Uh, but, you know, I'm just looking. I'm, you know, there's a lot of economic data out there. And if you go to the Federal Reserve site at St. Louis, for you know those of you that are interested, there's a lot of great data there. But I'm just looking at value line right now, page 396. And it's showing that 08 is going to have, uh, you know, no negative industrial production, whereas in 0102 that got negative for two years. It's showing interest rate predictions for 08 and 09 across the AAA 10-year and 3-month, all below those of 2001, 2002. My point is we got through that time okay, ladies and gentlemen. That's just the current, for, uh, that's yeah. just the current it's forecast. It's the current forecast. I understand. Right. Absolutely. It, it was better than that six months ago. Yeah. It may be worse than yeah, that may, six months from my now. My point is this is not uh, an unprecedented environment we're oh, in, no, and there's some great not. values. And let's get right into it, I guess. I'm going to be back at the back half of the show with uh, three good ideas. Well, two out of three are good, anyway. Uh, <laughs> I'll tell It'll you which one's not. Try- It'll be fun trying to guess Yeah, which I'll tell you which one's not the good one, though. Oh, okay. Avery Dennison. That may be it. No, maybe not. Uh, International Flavors and Fragrances, which is uh, on 57th Street. What's your presentation strategy? Are you going to do the bad idea before the good ones? I'm doing page number, Vern. As you you well know, I have a long precedent of doing page number orders so people could follow along. Come on. And then finally, Sherwin-Williams, which we've talked about before. But before that? With uh, a modest amount of ado, because Vern's hosting the value guys in his basement of his cabin... Uh, Vern Value. Here you go, Vern. Take it away. Thanks, Val. Sure. I'm going to, I'm going to start this week. This is a, I think this is a tough week. I have uh, trouble with this one every time. This yeah. mix of industries is, um, always a bit difficult, I think. But, uh, the wireless, uh, wireless networking industry stocks have been beat up recently. And there's a couple, um, there's a couple ideas there that I thought looked kind of interesting. The first one is, do you know how to pronounce this? Viasat? Or is it Viasat? I don't know. Probably it could be either way depending on where you're from. I'll say Viasat. Go ahead. Allow people to know where you live. Uh, But it's Vsat, and then that's the way I think most people know it, V-S-A-T. Value line rates at a 3. The stock's around 21. And uh, according to Value Line's data, the uh, top line really has done almost nothing but grow. 
for the 10 plus years of history they show that between 2000 and 2002 revenue stagnated um, what peaked in 2001 came down about uh, five percent in 2002 and then uh, started it's growing be an acquisition again. there though it might might have been um, but uh, the stock got crushed at that time they uh, lost money for one reason or another uh, doesn't appear to have anything to do with financial leverage so something operational but that's at a time when uh, business was struggling to get to 200 million in revenue uh, today is greater than a ha half a million in revenue for those of you who don't know uh, VSAT is a leading provider of advanced broadband digital sat satellite communications. Who doesn't know that? And other wireless networking equipment and services <laughs> for military and consumer satellite applications. Wasn't that just in the paper? Something about that. Uh, and this is uh, was there? I'm just I'm just trying to be entertaining. <laughs> it's entertainment. Go I, ahead. I wasn't entertained. I obviously get a coffee or something. <laughs> I, okay? I, yeah, I need some coffee. Yeah, <clears throat> drink something. Ah, much better. Uh, I'm attracted to the balance sheet because they have no debt, and they have $130 million of cash with 31 million shares outstanding. That's about $4 of cash on the balance sheet. So maybe not really a $21 stock, but more like a $17 stock. Nevertheless, at the 21 level, it's about one times annual revenue, or at least the outlook for 08, um, versus a historical uh, ratio that looks like you know commonly traded you know more than one and a half times revenue, uh, and I guess the reason you'd say is because the stock is down forty percent from earlier this year. Okay, recently sold off huge. Actually, looks it's more not like that unusual. January. Actually, on my list, um, and uh, from the nearly well from the thirty-five dollar level mm -hmm. to the low twenties, yep. and uh, I gather. Uh, uh, value lines, uh, according to Value Line, uh, despite the fact that the business reported uh, uh, strong revenue growth, uh, bottom line growth slowed to you know nominal, and I gather uh, R and D spending uh, ramped up for some large satellite project. So in other words, uh, the multiples compressed significantly because over the next few quarters, in the revenue versus expense weighting. We're going to have a little more expense do, waiting I, in the earlier period. I have a question, Vern. More revenue in the later okay. period. Can I have, jump in? Do they do satellite stuff? Yeah. Everything's going cable and, you know, stuff in the ground. The satellite industry, I mean, the Chinese can shoot satellites down. That makes everyone nervous. So uh, stuff's going underground. This DSL, U-verse, all the, the Internet, you know, it's in the ground. I think satellites, they may have some trouble... Anyway, I don't mean to throw a lot of water. I wasn't really carefully listening. But I well, just noticed they do satellites, and I think there's not going to be a need for satellites. I'm sorry. I, I, I kind of wonder if uh, maybe it'll be a mix of uh, a mix. distribution channels well, and whether TV the overall growth rate might not be fast enough to uh, That's what I'm saying. enable a half-a-million-dollar product provider. They're not going away. They're just, I well, think... at $21, Value Line says this is 14 times earnings and a discount to the market. If I cash adjust the the, uh, uh, the, um, the stock price to seventeen, this is more like ten times earnings. I don't know about um, it. It's ten times gross cash flow. I I think there's room for this thing to grow. Despite and they have that. an annuity, some kind of annuity. You know, Directv is going to provide. Uh, there's a thousand shows they're going to put up. You can dial it up. 
that's going to create some demand. Do they sell uh, to direct? I don't know. Customer? I yeah. don't know. As we so, warn our listeners every week, we commonly know very little about I may know nothing of stocks, what I'm saying. Either. Individual yeah. stocks that we're talking about, okay. uh, even if we own them. Um, and we try, to re- we try to remember to tell people, no, I don't. You don't own actually. No, I don't. No. Um, my, my second stock in the uh, wireless networking world, if you will, or at least the industry that is d- identified by Value Line, is Wind River Systems, symbol W-I-N-D. Uh, here again, as with VSAT, Value Line has a three rating on the stock, despite a mid-teens to 30% uh, average annual return potential that they project through, uh, I guess, 2012. So five-year outlook, they think you can expect returns of 15 to 30%, but that's, you know, I guess doesn't work in their system because the uh, stocks have been beat up lately. This one's hmm. also down huge. Uh, Value Line says $7. I just checked the stock price. It actually closed uh, Friday. It's uh, more like the 6 and a half level. Uh, there's a dollar of excess cash on the balance sheet, just like VSAT. There's no debt. You know, I, I like when I buy technology. I love to see a, a, a pristine balance sheet, so I don't have to worry about financial leverage uh, exactly. uh, exacerbating a short-term problem if there's a technology shift or a yes, sir. competitor gets a short-term advantage on the technology side. Uh, this stock has a history of bottoming around the eight-dollar level, so it's broken through that. So we're at multi-year lows, um, and I'm not seeing exactly what the uh, problem is um i've got a positive revenue comparison the most recent quarter uh earnings were up by a penny year to year as they had been the prior couple quarters um value line says revenue was up 15 percent for the year they think 12 percent next year uh and they're looking for leverage to the bottom line so i'm not sure what is wrong here if i take a dollar off the six and uh, off the seven that they show published I'd be at the $6 level. I'd be 15 times earnings, less than a market multiple, about 10 times gross cash flow, 11, 11 uh, uh, free net uh, free cash flow. And um, I've got a return on capital now that apparently is approaching the 10% level, but really an overcapitalized balance sheet when you think about it in terms of comparing it to other businesses. Uh, they're not leveraging that at all. It's... Uh, you know, an interesting potential, perhaps as they get bigger yet, still just a $350 million company. They have a product called VXWorks, which is a platform that allows customers to create complex real-time software applications for embedded computers, and importantly, their software supports Linux. And they have apparently uh, developed applications for automotive, aviation, consumer electronics, internet appliances, telecom, and more. I don't so know anything about broadly this. diversified. I don't Wind know anything River. about the technology. I got about nine times enterprise value to EBITDA. I'm showing history all the way back to 1993, uh, uh, courtesy of Value Line. Never And not one, one year do I have a negative free cash flow number. Uh, so I, you know, with no debt, uh, sold off a lot. Looks like a high quality value idea. So that's what we do here. And how am I doing on time? Uh oh. Well. Take an extra minute. All right. I'll, I'll, I'll go real quick here. RPM International, uh, an old favorite. Um, specialty chemicals, coatings, and sealants. Industrial, 63% of revenue. Consumer, 37 What makes RPM unique is a uh, terrific track record of consistency in this industry. 
and uh, a very interesting brand portfolio, which you don't find a lot of in the chemicals industry, which is usually what they get comped against. So they trade it uh, either uh, uh, attractive to ridiculously cheap multiples most of the time. Uh, but this is a uh, this is a higher quality name. Rustoleum, DAP, Zinser, uh, Bondo. I mean, you've heard some of this stuff. Probably used it yourself or know someone who has. Capri owns more than 10% of the business. Uh, Value Line analysts most recently been raising estimates. Uh, they apparently, in their industrial business, they have products uh, that are used for oil and gas, <laughs> power, gen, and aerospace. These are booming markets, and so they're I look getting at that double-digit growth there. That's um, cheap. You know, very interesting. I, um, I this one does have some leverage. According to Value Line, 41% of capital, but they have a lot of cash on the balance sheet, so leverage is really overstated with that measure. Uh, I get a multiple uh, less than or equal to eight times on enterprise value to EBITDA basis. RPM, take a look at it, uh, earns now double-digit returns on capital that they uh, leverage into a high teens return on equity. High-quality name, RPM. And with that, let's have a beverage break. Wow. My mouth is dry. Well, drink more. I'm going to turn over the mantle to Val Hughes. Okay, thank Sorry, you. Sorry, Val. Thank you. Thank you, Vern. Um, well, listen, things sometimes go awry, as we all know. And, uh, you know, we may not have that many people listening in this week anyway. Uh, we're a little late with the show anyway. We'll apologize for that. Yeah, Travel, that. logistics, what have you. It's even a weird time of day. We go to a lot of effort each week to do this for our own entertainment. And if anyone listens, we're frankly amazed. So, and gratifying. Um, uh, it's, it's interesting. Um Okay, I'm going to go in page order, which is what I always do to help you, the listener, follow along. <laughs> Avery Dennison, 463. All our shows now, you can pull our XML code into Excel even or Internet Explorer, and you can find old shows by punching in tickers. It's kind of fun to see how wrong we've been in the past. Uh, at least for me, anyway. I find it terrible. Yeah, and so, uh, Avery, I know we've spoken about it, and judging by the chart, it's been mostly bad advice the whole time. Um, but we are in a little bit of a difficult period for value. I have been studying the past recently, 81, 91, 01, and it's, you know, you can't pick the bottom, but this is going to prove to be a great time uh, to be buying into these names. Uh, Avery is one of those companies that adds value, uh, they're a uh, they're an intermediary in a long you know industrial process. They provide specialty chemical laden products that do specialty things. They make uh, glue basically. Well, okay. they make glue, but they glue they can glue any type of thing to any other type of thing in any sort of industrial you know scenario in any sort of time factor. And it's really a productivity tool. If you weren't using their glue, their specialty glue. Uh, you'd be having to do something else that costs more money, and yet their glue is such an inexpensive item in the whole picture that they have some pricing power, and you can see that because they have a history of earning just solid mid-teens operating margins, which to me means, you know, you you like to see 20 or 25 or 40, what have you, but 15 means, you know, they are keeping somebody from getting in the business. They use economies of scale. They get cost advantages. They price this thing right where they can earn 15, but someone else earns two because they don't have the economies. And you can see by their return on capital, also it's right in line with operating margins. So they got some type of one-to-one sales to, you know, capital ratio that's pretty good for a big, you know, industrial manufacturer. 
they're having some problems because the economy is slowing down. And it's one of these economies where everybody starts yelling something's going on and everybody stops buying things and getting credit, obviously, is a problem. But this, I do believe, will pass. They're going to get uh, some advantages now because their smaller, weaker competitors are going to go out of business and they're going to gain market share. So while, you know, business isn't great, it's actually a great time for improving the strategic value of some of these uh, larger companies that have advantages in cost because they buy up their little helpless, weak competitors <laughs> at a period of their greatest weakness. Uh, hey, it's called Evolution. Darwin, read about it. So uh, what's going on at Avery? According to Value Line, uh, they're posting strong top-line results <laughs> <laughs> despite a challenging environment. Well, that's about to change. <laughs> I can assure you of that, Mr. Value Line. Things aren't going to go well it's in the next pretty, couple of I think it's a pretty well-established right. uh, fact yeah. that top-line results <laughs> tend to lag yeah. more challenging okay, exactly. So yeah. that's about to change. Uh, they did make an acquisition <laughs> last year, and they're, they're uh, you know, continuing <laughs> to... This would be the one you don't like, right? <laughs> uh, how did you know that? <laughs> No, I like it. I like it. But it's not my favorite this week. Okay. But I think you can begin to establish a position in Avery Dennison. You have to come out the other side. They're integrating a, an acquisition, so they're gaining costs there. Value Line says they're going to pick up $80 million in cost savings. Well, that's every year. Put a multiple on that. That's $800 million. They've got $100 million shares. That's 8 bucks a share in cost savings in terms of value. Uh, so that's some nice upside. Uh, they've they've uh, dramatically increased their debt, and so you know they're going to have to pay that down you know that debt over time, and that'll that'll help their returns. Oh, uh, you know what else? They're facing some challenging raw materials costs right now. My original thesis on this was there's that word again. Challenging. Well, it's very challenging, you know. Mm, um, but uh, you know they're going to. The thesis is that they can get price increase on the other side of the cost increase because they're so important to the process and i think that thesis is going to hold up so uh they're earning you know 18 well, percent returns yeah, on return equity on capital yeah. over time they, they get they obviously add value somehow. yeah they get price increases when they want it and it's right now why am i even talking about this whatsoever it's 11 times earnings it's uh, according to my calculation you can do a rough earnings you know enterprise value to ebit calculation and value line uh you take their market cap over on the left add their net debt that's total debt minus cash and then for an ebit Da estimate, I just take their estimate of sales times operating margin. And for value line, operating margin is uh, before they subtract depreciation, which is not always how we do it out here, but that's how they <laughs> the do it. World. Right. So uh, well, we learn <laughs> it. So that's seven times EBITDA. That's, you know, 14% return on some kind of, you know, price if we were to all buy it. And that's what I like about Avery Dennison, AVY. Okay, next up, International Flavors and Fragrances, IFF. Uh, this is on page uh, 471. Uh, oh, by the way, just one last thing on Avery. It's down 3 bucks from what Value Line says. So close Friday, 46.63, which, as Vern pointed out to me, it's on page 463. So, you know, woo, I guess. Yeah, I don't know. Okay, IFF, page 471. What's my theme on IFF? First of all, they're on 57th Street, and who can't like a company, a big company headquartered there? Um, the theme here is their high value added provided to stable growth. I like having themes. These guys are the essence 
of so many important things like the smell and taste of, for example, you'd never guess this, McDonald's french fries. You think you're eating a fry that smells and tastes a certain way? You're eating a glob oh, of... Oh, no, they quit not. using potatoes no, in the No, they do 80s. use potatoes to give you the a certain, you know... Get out of here. Bulk. They don't use potatoes. <laughs> but then, no, they do. Not real potatoes. No, come on, I know something about this, my friend, because I've eaten a McDonald's fry, so I think I should know... Um, but no, they, these guys provide the flavor or they did when I last visited them 10 years ago, but I'm sure if they don't this year, then they will next year. But uh, it's things like that. Or if you're in a department store and let's say you suddenly are in the mood to shop, guess what? There is stuff in the air. There really is. And they provide it. Also, they, uh, they of course provide the uh, fragrances for perfumes and that can be the rocky side of the company. The food flavoring side is very stable and helps them right now. In fact, if you go through here, the reason the stock's having a little weakness is because the fragrance side is weak. You know, no one's buying anything right now, and expensive fragrances are, you know, roughly half their business. I have to admit, I'm not reading a lot of the detail here in Value Line. But, um, you know, let's see, what's going on? I did sort of go through here. The, the, the retail side of perfume is weak. The food side is okay. And uh, they're under a little pressure. I think it's one of the few times over the whole history of IFF that you can buy it at anywhere near this type of price. It's nine times gross cash flow. Um, they're not spending a lot on CapEx. This is largely, you know, creative people picking and choosing fragrances in laboratories. So it's really a, a science, more of a laboratory environment. So they, they don't, they just need to equip laboratories. So CapEx is modest. Um, and so uh, they're trading at uh, 14 times earnings, nine times gross cash flow. Uh, what did I figure out here? Maybe it's 11, 12 times free. That's an 8% kind of free cash flow yield. Value line says they're going to grow at 10%. That's 18, 19% for IFF, and that's a pretty strong number for such a stable company. They put up returns on capital around the mid-teens going back forever, with their strongest years being the last few. So somebody smart's figuring something out over there. They lever it up. There's something going on here on the Are you balance sure that's sheet. that's not just cyclical? Well, the worst it ever gets is, uh, you know, there's one year of 11%, bought, you know, bracketed by 14 and 12, mm -hmm. and then you're back to 17. So right. it's going to move around 15. It's at 16 now, 14 last year. Always a high quality name. Yeah, always high quality. They lever it up a little bit. So what so, else you got? So they earn. Am I running out of time? What do you mean? What no, else do no, I have? you're not. I, I have more yeah, on this time. one. That's what you I do? have, Vern. Yes. Um Let's see. What else do I want to say about it? They're earning mid-40s return on uh, equity. Mm. And uh, it's, uh, you know, a great solid. Yeah, I see how equity uh, down a third last year as they well, these uh, guys buying back yeah, stock. Yeah, because that's more to the story that I'm about mm. to tell you. That's why ah. I have it circled. When you said, what's next, you threw me. Uh, they've been buying stock consistently with their free cash. They earn a 20% operating margin, which is pretty rock solid, which tells me someone in there is just saying cost plus, and it sells. They could probably easily get price increases whenever they want to, and maybe they should. Uh, and it's cheap. So IFF, page 471. And finally... I think you like that one. I, think I just... I think Avery's the one you don't like. You know, you're... You're you're trying to guess, Vern, and I don't know that you're getting it, okay? okay. Now, Sherwin-Williams, 484 is the page number. This could be my favorite one of the week, this one right here. 
What do you think? <laughs> guess we'll find out. Sherwin Williams, for those of you that drive around towns, has a huge In share. The United States of America <laughs> has a huge share of the sort of you know paint store business. And I, I say that because we have an international. I I just that actually is true. Now we had I had the CFO of this company on the phone two weeks ago. We are looking at this very carefully in the shop. We, I don't own Avery. Maybe it's no surprise to Vern exactly. And I, uh, I'm I'm looking at IFF, but it's a little too big for me in terms of big cap land. But um, you know I think it's a good holding, and I may look at it for other places. Sherwin Williams though is one that we are looking at in the shop right now. Value Line doesn't like it because it's been going down. That's why I like it. So we're at a little odds there. They have about 70% market share of all the paint stores in America under a variety of brands. Dutch Boy, Sherwin-Williams, uh, they own the Pratt & Lambert brand, Minwax, uh, a couple other things I don't know this about. This is one of the few uh, uh, home improvement product categories that has been growing at Home Depot and Lowe's, I think. Well, when paint. you, yeah, of course, it's one of the cheapest ways to change the look of your house. And, you know, for people that aren't moving, who's, you know, well, we're hoping. It's what people settle for, and we're right. in an environment where more people have to settle yeah, for. Yeah, well, something. that's a nice way to put it. But I think if you can't move, you remodel, and you may not buy the big expensive couch, but you're going to get some paint. You may, you know, uh, just change and the look market, and feel of your house. To sell, you probably did paint to try and enhance your ability to get it sold. It's a cheap way to well, really freshen it up. It is. Now, uh, that shows up in the results in terms of the stability. Mid-teens operating margins going back a long way with an upward slope. Re what's most impressive about this company is the return on capital, which is, you know, uh, at the lowest mid-teens, you know, 10 years ago. They've been running mid-20s, 25 28% recent years, and they have uh, almost no debt, 14% debt to capital, so they lever that up just a little bit, and they get a 30% return on equity. Um, you know, there is apt to be a few soft, tough quarters coming up, but they haven't seen them yet. They're not negative. The company never loses money. They've been buying back shares, and they don't need a lot of CapEx, in a retailer, they need to remodel occasionally, but most people don't expect a big fancy paint store. What I think in is any cool case. is they showed you know ten seven for the PE, and their average annual PE across this you know what is that like fifteen years? There's one year with a number that's even within ten percent yeah. of the current number. It's cheaper than it almost ever gets. Part of that is they own a big chunk of their own retailers. So the reason this is down is because it's you know the retail component to it. And, yeah, retail's going down, but uh, this is one of those areas that's apt to be stable. So Sherwin-Williams, page 484. I could go on about it. Go read about it. It's a great stock, great company. We're going to probably be buying this so in the shop. So which one is your favorite? Uh, Sherwin-Williams is this week, firm. Okay, and yeah. which one did you not like? I don't know that I said. Oh, it was Avery. I like all of them, I'm saying. If you have a big I'm stock just, portfolio, I, I, I'm just quoting from I the, like from Avery. The beginning of I the think show. Avery is worth looking That's what at. I remember you I saying. Think. You said something about Okay, that is like that is the, the one. Three. That is the one I don't okay, like. like. As much is what as I meant much. to say. Okay. Right. Yeah. So, yours are actually ranked Sherwin-Williams, IFF in reverse order of the page numbers. What are you keeping notes? <laughs> I mean, just looking for patterns. Wow, there's no pattern. Everywhere. You can't figure this out. I'm I'm stuck on favorite idea this week because um, I you know VSAT I think is, with a 40% stock price decline is doing a pretty good job of uh, discounting a, a more uncertain future. 
And according to Value Line, yeah. they're gonna they they recently committed to launching a new satellite in 2011. I hope I don't that know what doesn't the crash. Would be, but uh, <laughs> if they're gonna put that up, it, it's probably a step function change in revenue. Maybe gets priced into the stock within the next couple of years. They just years. want to keep investors clinging to so some hope they have a, a future. Take a, take a look at VSAT. <laughs> also, like RPM, just push the button. <laughs> RPM, uh, with a decline, I guess, this last week, the stock's at about a 35% discount to revenue per share. Historically, uh, uh, you know, really uh, rarely. Uh, uh, well, commonly uh, at only a 10% discount. So that fires there. out. Thank you for that, Val. And with that, we're uh, slightly Bye, over. Bye, everybody. And uh, we'll see you next week.